Five days to go. And that's if we get our numbers down here across Ontario. Now, you know, for the past, this has got to be going on for the past, almost past uh, month, you know, here with our university here in the city of London. You know, we have another outbreak at the university here in the city. Now in the Perth Hall residence in the King Commons College. Now the university said that they're going to, you know, have their online exams and all students living on campus are to move out. That was over a week ago. Why are you still here? The community outbreak from the parties held by the students of the university. Why are you still here? Now, For some of you out there, you may or may not know what these lockdowns mean, stay at home order means, state of emergency. That means all again and once again, all our non-essential businesses have to close the doors only to have online shopping. Now, the difference here is with the big box stores. Walmarts and Costco's and other big box stores. They must now close off, rope off 
all non-essential items. Order online, curbside pickup. Stay at home unless it's necessary for you to go out. And that is for groceries, you have to go to the pharmacy. But, you know, we can get out and get our fresh air. We can go for a run, we can go for a walk. We can go for a bike ride. We can go to the park. As long as people are social distancing out there. Other things that are going on here is that you can't invite people over. Now with that rule there, if you have a family member who is living on their own, you can invite that one family member over. So they're not secluded and they, you know, have no one to visit. Now being a truck driver running city and all this week, you know, even starting on Wednesday, you know, on Wednesday too, that was the, the start of, of the, um, the lockdowns, the stay-at-home orders, and the state of emergency. And, of course, they, they, uh, they send out the alert, as they do an amber alert, you know, notifying people that this is now in, a, in, a, in effect. And, you know, people, people were getting upset, you know, because they were getting this notice on their, on their um, held hand devices. You know, it's a reminder. And of course, there's those out there who need a lot of reminding. So here in Ontario, I mean, you can get upset all you want about these, about these alerts being sent to your held hand devices. But it didn't look like that to me, you know, from Thursday and Friday, you know, driving into the inferno of the greater Toronto area, 12 o'clock in the day, 12 p.m. in the day, it looked like there was no pandemic going on on, on the area highways. Busy Highway 401 in the Toronto area, busy Highway 427 in the Toronto area, busy Highway QEW 403 in the Toronto area. At 12 o'clock in the day, I'd never seen a grocery store on a highway before. Where are you going? At 12 o'clock in the day, at the highways were that busy. I remember on our first initial lockdowns and stay at home orders in the state of emergency last year. That the roadways were, were potentially empty. But not this week. 
I'm sitting in traffic on the highway. I don't know what people don't get about stay at home. Only go out if you need to go out. I mean, are the people out there just curious of what's going on? You have to be out there. Being on the highway, you don't need to use the highway to get to a grocery store. We have plenty of those. They can use the local roadways. People traveling all over the place. I even seen people pull on their trailers. I mean, where are you going with it? It's not essential. We're not supposed to be going to the trailer park. We're not supposed to be going to our cottages. Not supposed to be going to any of these places. But yeah, I see this going on. Now, the other thing, though, too, ladies and gentlemen, you know, again, you know, this is the third, you know, lockdown stay at home order and state of emergency ordered by the government of Ontario. Again, our restaurants have to shutter their doors, but they are open for online ordering and curbside pickup. So instead of using skip the dishes, Uber Eats and DoorDash, call your local restaurant directly and place your order directly with the restaurant and then do the curbside pickup. You'll never catch me. You'll never catch me using Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, or DoorDash. I called one of my favorite restaurants last night. And no, it wasn't McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's. It was an eatery downtown that we frequently visit when we're allowed to. To enjoy the comfort food and some drinks and watch a game on a big screen. I called that restaurant directly. I placed my order. And within a half hour, I was sitting at home enjoying the comfort food that I like. It's that simple, ladies and gentlemen. Pretty much every sale that a restaurant, you know, gets, and then someone using Skip the Dishes or DoorDash or, or Uber Eats, those delivery apps takes 30% of that sale. Now, if it's a $100 order, that's $30 the restaurant doesn't get. If that restaurant did 10 orders at $100 each, that's $1,000. 
that's $300 the restaurant doesn't get. But if you order directly from the restaurant and paid the restaurant directly, that's all the money the restaurant will get, all of it. And it's just like the, the big box stores, you know, during these initial lockdowns and when the non-essential businesses have to close. They were the big box, big box stores and Walmarts, they were all able to sell all non-essential items. It didn't matter. They made record profits. And they didn't even take the initiative from the get-go to close off or rope off all non-essential items in their stores. Well, the little guy made these sacrifices, had to make these sacrifices, but not this time, not this lockdown, not this day at home order. The Walmarts and the big box stores now have to rope off or close off all non-essential items. If the little guy has to do it, so do they. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. So just out here, uh, you know, today uh, is day three of the lockdown, stay at home order in the state of emergency here in the province of Ontario. Now, I was just mentioning to, you know, of course, every single lockdown or stay at home order that has happened here, this is the third one here in Ontario. And of course, you know, this affects, you know, our local small businesses, our local restaurants and pubs. No indoor dining, all patios are closed. But you can still support them. And I was talking about not using Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats or DoorDash. When the restaurants are, are open for online ordering and curbside pickup, call that favorite restaurant that you like and go pick it up yourself, pay them directly. Because on every order that you place through Skip the Dishes or DoorDash or whoever, they take 30%. Why not give that money directly to the restaurants? I did so last night. And it took no longer than having a delivery service. I called them directly. I placed my order. And within a half hour, I was sitting back down in my living room and enjoying the comfort food that I enjoy. And the restaurant got all that money, not the food apps. In case you don't know or didn't know or haven't listened to a couple of my episodes, 
you know, with this lockdown and stay at home orders, when it comes to our small businesses, all non-essential businesses, again, their doors are shuttered, but they are open for curbside pickup. Walmart, the big box stores, now have to rope off, close off all non-essential items. Which they should have taken that initiative to begin with. But that's big corporation, right? They don't have to do that. But they never took that initiative from, from the first lockdown, from the second lockdown, but now they have to on this third lockdown, which is about time. And they're complying with it. No, you think the big corporation is going to push back, but they're not. Now, you know, with the, with the, with the, uh, um, the state of emergency, um, you know, stay at home, you know, they say really only go out for, you know, um, your necessities. But we can, you know, we can go out, we can, we can go for walks, we can go to the park, you can go for a run, you can ride your bike, you know, get fresh air, exercise, you know, as much as you can. And of course, you know, we can't have, you know, um, other people in our household, it's just, who lives in that household, unless you have a family member who lives by themselves, you could have that one family member over. You can check in on your parents. I mean, if you have elderly parents who are living on their own, of course you can go and check in on them. I'm an essential caregiver to my parents. So that means I can go and check in on them to make sure that they're all right. And of course, it's always important to check on your neighbors. If you know somebody in your neighborhood, they may, you know, need some assistance. It's always important to go check on people like that. And again, here in the city of London, where I reside with the university. Now they've had outbreaks for the past month. It's ridiculous. Off campus partying, not following the rules on campus for those who live in residence. They just added another two residents with outbreaks. Now, a little over a week and a half ago, the university announced that they're going to go uh, to um, online exams and those who live in residence are to move out. So why are you still here? They caused the spike of COVID-19 transmissions in this city over 75% of the community spread 
is came from off campus and on campus. We have what you call an inferno in the greater in the greater Toronto area. The case counts are on an epic level. Here in Ontario, we are seeing over 3,000 cases per day. Schools are out right now. This is their spring break starting this, starting this weekend, which initially would have been in March. But the Ontario government postponed that because what people traveling. So they get their spring break now. And other areas like the greater Toronto area and even back west as far as Guelph, public education, some of them in all of Toronto has closed their schools for an extended period of time. Now, our Premier of Ontario has taken another direction with getting people vaccinated. Our essential workers in the hard hit areas, Toronto, the Peel region that surrounds Toronto, the York region that surrounds Toronto, all the workplace outbreaks. Right now, essential workers, you know, are working in our factories, working in our warehouses. The wage gaps and the wages are not all the same. You have people who work in, in the auto, automotive plants are making 50 bucks an hour. You know, where somebody working in a warehouse making $14 an hour. They're the ones really at risk here because they can't afford not to take a day off. They won't get sick pay. So they got to go on to work. Now, if you listen to one of my episodes from last week, an individual was told they have to come into work. Oh, because we didn't have an outbreak on your shift. So therefore you have to work or you're not going to get paid. He goes into work. They have an outbreak. He gets COVID. Passed it on to his daughter, passed it on to his wife, who died. His wife died at the age of 47, a healthy female. Now our government is, is tackling our essential 
workers in these areas, the most vulnerable neighborhoods, in order to get the vaccines into their arms. And yes, we're still doing, you know, people, I think it's still like it's up to 60 and over right now. And that as well, you know, changing plans, changing strategy to get these needles in the arms. Because we're on a 28 day lockdown, stay at home order and state of emergency here in Ontario, Canada. And this is only day three. Another 25 more days to go. Now, being a truck driver, I only do city. I don't have to cross the border anymore. I drive into these hot spots every day. Toronto and Toronto area is an inferno. And I got to drive there. I got to deliver there. I got to pick up there. That's why I got, you know, we got to protect ourselves, right? We got to wear that mask. We got to sanitize our hands. I'm just sanitizing, sanitize my hands so much that, you know, looks like I got baby skin. No wrinkles. Wiping down my truck constantly. Even my car. Giving it a wipe down all the time. Using using gloves to, to uh, pump gas. Disposable ones, throw them in the garbage. I'm fortunate, you know, being a, uh, um, an essential caregiver to my parents just over a month ago, um, when they were vaccinating, um, essential caregivers like myself, along with the, um, our, our, our elderly population. And now, um, you know, to be able to get that first shot of the Pfizer. And now, um, Canada and all provinces in Canada, anybody who at that time had gotten their first shot now has to wait four months for their second shot. And of course, anybody who living in retirement homes or nursing homes, they all got their, their second shot at the required time. But people who are in their 80s are still you know, able to live at home. They got their first initial shot. They have to wait four months. 
Canada is the only country on this planet that is doing that. In and out of lockdown since last year. We locked down, stay at home orders. It seems like, you know, you know, remember the first one here, if you live here in Ontario, Canada, you know, the numbers, you know, were, were um, declining. You know, as we got into last spring, you know, things were opening up. School stayed closed. You know, right after last year's March break, they thought, oh, they're going to go back to school. That got extended, kept getting extended until the entire school year was just depleted. Wasn't going to happen. They're trying to keep the schools open. Other areas have closed their schools. And then what happens when we start to open up, we see cases go up again. When we got into last fall, they were saying that, you know, cases are going up, you know, winter's coming, it's gonna be a long, dark winter. And it was a long, dark winter. The city of Toronto and the Peel regions Back November 2020, went into the gray lockdown, has never come out of it. Where other areas in the province were able to go into another, you know, framework of openings using the color codes, the red, the orange, the green, the yellows, meaning that more people could do more things in those different zones, depending on what color of zone you were in. only to return to what we thought we wouldn't do again. This is lockdown stay at home orders in the state of emergency. Thought we'd never see it again. The case counts are off the charts. I see use the intensive care units with people with COVID-19 and you know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we're talking people 30 and under. People in their 20s are in the ICU. Doctors warned us about this. The, the, the uh, reopening act, the framework that the Ontario government was using wasn't working. We've tried everything. We've tried, you know, to do, the, to do these, you know, slow reopenings. Yes, this area can, can have 25 people in the restaurant. This area can have 100 people in the restaurant. This area can have zero people in the restaurant. But only to return to shutter their doors once again. The entire province. 
Yes, we have another arsenal to fight this virus, the vaccines. We're slow getting out of the gate. You know, for the population of Ontario, I think we've only vaccinated like 12% out of millions. I mean, the city of Toronto alone has 3 million people. Just the city of Toronto. Never mind all the other regions surrounding it. So we haven't, so the population of, so, so we have vaccinated, say, 3 million people. We got 14.5 million people that live in Ontario. That's how far we are behind. Now, the government here in Ontario, I mean, they're, they're thinking, you know, when all these vaccines were starting to come out, you know, we're going to, obviously, we're going to take care of the most vulnerable people first. Our elderly. And people who live in the retirement homes and nursing homes, we're going to take care of all them first. And we did. And then we moved out of there and started going through the age groups. Case counts exploding all over the place. Workplace outbreaks is the major factor in these increases of this of this virus and the new variants are spreading like wildfire. You can't put the doses of vaccines on it fast enough to stop it, to slow it. And now the Ontario government, along with people who are, I think it's now up to the age of uh, down like between 55 and 60, I think, and now um, our essential workers are going to be in that group. Mobile vaccine units getting into these hot spots. It's tough, ladies and gentlemen. It's tough because the vaccine rollout here across. Canada is just horrible. It's absolutely horrible. This is another wake-up call. Not just for the province of Ontario here in Canada, but, you know, the rest of Canada. Other provinces are, are faring much better than others. And like I said, you know, 
being a truck driver driving into the city of Toronto, you know, all this week and then and then these lockdowns begin just Wednesday and I'm driving, you know, on the highways and it is as though there is no lockdown. The 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 the, the, the traffic looks like your everyday normal volume of traffic on the highways. Where's everybody going at 12 o'clock? All the essential workers will be at work. Where, where are you going that you need to take a highway? We have plenty of grocery stores in your cities. You don't need a highway to get there. I'm sitting in stop traffic on the 401. I'm sitting in stop traffic on the 427. I'm sitting in stop traffic on the QEW and the 403. Why am I sitting in traffic on the highways? You get off the highway and you get on the city streets. It's not that busy. Stay at home orders and only going out for essential things is what is mandated here. Right? Stay at home. And then people were upset. People were upset on Wednesday because, it, you know, like that was the first day when these lockdowns started. And, you know, they put the alert over your held hand device as a reminder. And people are upset about that. You know, I, you know, it's like the Amber Alerts. They get upset. You know, because they get a, a message on, on their held hand device that there's an Amber Alert, meaning that there's a missing child. And people get upset about that. And they get upset because they're getting a reminder that we are in a lockdown, we are in a stay at home, we're in a state of emergency. But there are people out there that need reminders every single day. Right, because they they you know they don't they don't have that capacity to remember the ne the last three seconds, or they're just plain ignorant anyways. So we have to have the reminders every day. We know what's at stake here. So for the next 25 days, this is where we are in Ontario. The lockdown, stay at home, state of emergency. Hopefully this brings us to 
you know, the kickoff of summer on our 2-4 weekend in May. So hopefully, because this is going to run until at least May the 9th, May 8th or 9th. And then a couple weeks after that is to kick off the summer, the long weekend, to go to the cottage. To go camping, to go to the trailer parks, to go to the, to go to the beach. So what does that mean right now? In order to get there, this is really unfortunate that we're even in this position for the third time in over a year that we have to go into this lockdown. We have to go into the stay at home order in the state of emergency has been declared for the third time. In order to get to the summertime and the vaccines rolling out, now the top health care professionals out there are saying, you know, the summer could potentially look better than last summer. We're getting these needles into the arms of many as people as we possibly can. Because as the nicer weather keeps coming, the more people are going to be outdoors. But stay away from one another. Stay in your own cohort. Don't gather with other people outside of your family unit. That's another important thing that we need to do. Yes, enjoy the outdoors. It's going to be a really nice day today here in Southern Ontario. You can go cycling. You can go for a run. You can go for a walk. But just follow, but just follow the rules. As difficult as it is. We need to stick together. We need to do this. We all need to get on board with this. You know, Canada is faring better than a lot of countries. And especially to our neighbors to the south, the United States. We're not even anywhere near the death toll in the United States is just mind-boggling. Their outbreaks are just mind-boggling. But yet, from state to state, it varies. Like province to province, it varies. Some states are open, some states are not. It's like here 
some provinces that are open. Well, this province is Ontario is not open. But support your small business because you can still order online and you can curbside pick up with your small business. And as it goes for the Walmarts and the big box stores, they too now have to rope off, close off all their non-essential items. And like I said, that should have happened from the get-go. They should have taken the initiative to do that in the first place. Because we've had outbreaks in Costco's, we've had outbreaks in Walmarts. You can go, you can order online, you can go and, and pick up your stuff, curbside pickup is the safest way to doing it. You place your order, you'll know when it's ready. You pull up, you contact them, pop your trunk, they put it in your trunk or they put it in your trailer or wherever where you're driving and away you go and you come in contact with nobody. Grocery stores, of course they're open they're open to a certain capacity, but no worries. You don't have to rush there because you're afraid there's not going to be anything on the shelves. There's going to be plenty on the shelves. We truck drivers will make sure that your stores are there for you. Your grocery stores are there for you that you don't have to, to go and, and buy all the toilet paper. There's plenty for everybody. And, and, and you know, we have, we, we've learned to adapt to that. We've, we've learned to understand that, hey, you know, the grocery stores aren't going to be, be empty. There's going to be toilet paper for everybody. I mean, what do the people do with all that toilet paper when they, when people, you see people coming out uh, of the big box stores, you know, with just stacks of toilet paper on their cart. They couldn't even see around or over the cart. They had so much toilet paper on there. What did they do? Did they wrap it around their house? Did they decorate their tree out front with the toilet paper? I don't, I don't know. I don't understand what they did with it all. But you had no worries. You, you know, it's always, you're going to be able to go to the grocery store and it's going to be there for you. So you just do your normal shopping as you always have, there's no need to panic. You go out for your necessities. Welcome to the people who are joining me on my show here. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. Your small business people pick up the phone. Place your order through your curbside pickup. I think we should, we should be supporting our small businesses over the big corporations because they've got to make all the record-breaking profits during this pandemic. Whereas the little guy haven't been able to make their profit.
in this past year across Canada, we have lost over 10,000 businesses. Your small mom and pa restaurants, your, your uh, restaurant owners and your, your, your mom and pa, you know, non-essential businesses, you know, all types of business like that, gone. There they were, gone. Over 10,000 businesses in this past year we have lost. Support small business. And like I said earlier, for, for the ones who are, who are on here, um, you know, over 48 minutes ago, and the ones joining me right now, you know, skip the dishes, Uber Eats, DoorDash, they make record profits. Every order that you place to a restaurant, they take 30%. I don't have any of those apps on my phone. I refuse to use them. Last night after work, after I got, I got home and got all cleaned up, I called my local, one of my local eateries that I enjoy going to when we are allowed to go to. And no, not McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's. This is a pub that we frequently visited when we were allowed to go there to enjoy some good comfort food and watch a game on the big screen. I called them directly and place my order. And you know, when you order online or, or you order pizza or whatever like that, it takes a half hour generally to get your food. Well, it was the same time frame. I personally jumped in my own car and I drove to that pub and I picked up my dinner. They got all the money, not skip the dishes, not Uber Eats or DoorDash. People use these 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 these, these apps like three times a day. You know, get get McDonald's breakfast, get Uber Eats to to uh, to deliver it, get Wendy's lunch, skip the dishes. You know, get Burger King dinner. Like people are using this consistently. I mean, we live in a world that some of these places are a stone throw away, then you're too lazy to get off your ass to walk down the street to go pick it up. And these skip the dishes and Uber Eats and DoorDash are making record profits. And every single sale that goes to these restaurants, they 30% of it, they take it. Well, they didn't take that 30% because I paid that restaurant directly. That's how you su support small business. That's how you support a small restaurant.
or your favorite pub. That's how you support them. Now, with that all said and done, we have, a, like I said, we have another 25 more days to go. Hopefully, that's all it's going to be. Because when there is a state of an emergency put in place, that can be extended, depending on the case count. Because right now it is just off the charts. It's epic. It's just mind blowing that we're seeing well over 3000 cases per day. Per day. And this is what the healthcare professionals were afraid of. Patients who can be transferred to other hospitals to make room for those coming in sick with COVID now is happening. Our ICUs, people 30 and under, people in their 20s, are in the intensive care units here across Ontario. So for all you young, pe young people out there, younger people out there, you don't think that this virus can get you. You better think twice. I don't wanna see you end up in the hospital. I don't want to see you end up with COVID. And that's for the, you know, people, you know, you know, it's not just workplace spread, ladies and gentlemen, it's people who ignore the rules and hold house parties or get an Airbnb and think they're going to be able to hide it. No one's going to find out you got a hundred guests, which they catch them every time in your house parties is ridiculous. That's where that's that's community spread. And then you have the workplace outbreaks. Here in the city of London, the community spread was on campus and off campus with the university students here in the city. It's absolutely ridiculous. And they're all told the people who live, the students who live on campus, over a week ago, they're told to move out, go home. You do your online exams at home, go home, self-isolate. You know, maybe it's time for your parents to sit you down and read you the riot act.
Over 75% of the community outbreak here in the city of London was caused by the university. I'm sick and tired of it. I am so sick of it. I'm so sick of this, this flipping COVID. I'm sick of it. We all are. You know, this, this, this pandemic has touched every single life. You know that, ladies and gentlemen, every single life. It's touched all of us. We have lost loved ones. And we have loved ones who are in a financial crisis. It's touched each and every one of us. In one form or another. When's it going to end? I don't know. I have no idea. When's it going to get better? I don't know. I don't even think the healthcare professionals know. There isn't a start. There isn't a start date of a pandemic. Right? And there isn't, you know, say, oh, April 2021, the pandemic will be over. No, it doesn't work like that. The pandemic is over when it's over. And we can, we, and we're part of that. We're, we're part of, you know, on that decision. Meaning that we need to do everything necessary to protect ourselves. And we need to follow the rules out there, whether we like them or we don't like them. It's not an infringement on your human rights, ladies and gentlemen. The government, the healthcare professionals can implement these rules under law. When there is a public health crisis, It's not against your rights. And if you listen to my episode last week or one of my episodes last week there too, the Human Rights Tribunal is sending a clear message to you anti-maskers out there. Now, hence the word anti, that you better have proof of why you can't wear a mask. They have put you on notice. That's the way it is. And for all of us out there, I mean, there's a, you know, you, you look at you look at the, the the populations. You know, the population of of this world and and stuff. I mean, there's so many. You know, there's more there's more people out there doing the right things 
than there are the people doing the wrong things. You know, sometimes, sometimes it feels like and sometimes it looks like that it's the other way around, but it's not. But this, this virus is just a bugger. I mean, it can mutate. These different variants. It seems that the variants now is the new pandemic. And to get these vaccines, you know, here in Canada, to get these vaccines in the arms of all Canadians is like that. It's a race against time. Only 12% of all Ontarians have been vaccinated. This is a race against time. It's really unfortunate that, like I said, we're back in this position of being in stay-at-home and lockdowns and emergency state of emergency has been declared. It's really unfortunate. I don't want us to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I really don't know what to tell you. We all know, like I said, we all know what we need to do. I know, you know, people say patience is a virtue, I, you know, but we all have COVID fatigue, every single one of us. But there's a lot more work to be done in order to get to that light at the end of the tunnel. Because right now here on here in Ontario, if I look through that tunnel, I see a very, very, very slight little flicker of light at the end of it. And that's the mess we're in today. And that's why it's so important now for our Ontario government, you know, who always says, oh, yes, we support small business. We support our essential workers. And this is the majority of the cases. These are the outbreaks where it's happening. And now he's going to tackle the problem. Now he's going to tackle the problem. when we should have done that, when we were vaccinating the older generations as well. But unfortunately we couldn't do that because we had a shortage of vaccines. So the vaccines that we had, had to go to the retirement homes and the nursing homes, had to go there. There was no other way. Had to do that. Absolutely. 100%. But our, our federal government is saying that, you know, 
all the vaccines that they have procured, you know, it's ramping up. These vaccines coming through April and into May. You know, and then they're saying by June, potentially, maybe July, anybody who wants to get vaccinated can get vaccinated. That's if we don't have another bump in the road. If we have another bump in the road, we're going to still be vaccinating people next year. And we're going to be vaccinating people next year anyways. Coming September, it doesn't mean that all Canadians will be vaccinated. Because doing this four month intervals, they're going to be backtracking to get the second dose into the arms of the people who's got the first dose. We're the only country on this planet that is doing the four month interval. The only country on this planet that's doing that. Hope it works. Keep my fingers crossed. So, I mean, there's a lot of things to look forward to, ladies and gentlemen, in the the future. A lot of things. You know, like having that Christmas celebration, that birthday celebration, that anniversary, that wedding, whatever the case may be. But in the meantime, we need to set those things aside. So that we can have those celebrations with our loved ones and keep our loved ones here. That comes down to all of us. So thank you for joining me this fine Saturday morning here across Southern Ontario. It looks like it's going to be another beautiful day out there. I don't know about the rest of the country, but or the rest of the world, what type of weather you're having. But uh, it's a good day for me to get out and clean the car. I think that's what I'm going to do today in that. So... My essential things are, 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 are done so I can relax and could come up with more stuff, you know, for the podcast and, you know, hopefully you come out here and join me like you all do. And I, I appreciate you sending me all the likes and I appreciate you coming out here and joining me here on the truckers podcast. It's always a pleasure to have you. I enjoy coming out here talking to you. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, there's always that option of the guest call-ins or sending me a message. Always that option. You have that available to you. So I'm going to leave it here. And so that you can um, get on whatever you have to do out there, you know, essentially, essential trips, be safe. 
This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me. Be safe, take care, and thank you.